Okay, it's recording. OBS updated today. And it loves to fuck with the shit. Like, oh, you you updated? All right, let's disconnect your mic. Oh, you updated? Let's disconnect the audio for the uh, for the crew. That's the true horror. Mm. Technical difficulties. Some bitches. Welcome back to the Space Idea Collective. I'm your host, Desmond Desius Dead Robinson. And on this episode, we have the creepy queen herself, Benita Labaria. Hello. Coming out of Thriller, Ray Williams. Also known as the race whip. I have returned. <laughs> From the dead. Dun dun dun. <laughs> I would play the thriller theme, but I do not want us to get a. Uh, yeah. Because Michael Jackson will come after us from the dead. Shit. Make us pay him lots of money. Or he'll do to he'll do to us what he did to Eminem, bought his catalog. Did he do that? Apparently, he did. And every time Eminem made money, Michael Jackson made money. Man, that's such a dick move. He did that to fucking Paul McCartney, too. Oof. Just oof. What a shithead. Oh, oh. I, you know what? Let's just stop before we make any Michael Jackson fans. <laughs> oh, man. If you have not been on the internet in the last 48 hours, Welcome. We saw we had zero engagement on our Twitter handle. That's fine. You probably hopped on the Xbox PlayStation train when they said hello. Since Instagram and Facebook was gone. Should have been gone longer. Well, Instagram can stay. Facebook can go. There's a, there's a lot of investment on Instagram in terms of models. And it is Spooktober. And, you know, I might incriminate myself. We have a new episode today. It's Spooktober. I'm not feeling myself today. You okay, buddy? I'm fine. I'm just... It's that episode we had two weeks ago. Where I I was good before we record. And I just derailed through the whole entire episode. Mm. I mean, that shit happens to everybody. It's... Fine. Yeah, I'm in a plus spectrum. They dicked us. The dick. They dicked the neighborhood over yesterday. I'm, I have beefs with spectrum. But before I get the spectrum, remember you can get the space side to collect the podcast on podcasting services around the globe, and we do have a hyperlink in our description where you can get where all the podcasting services are. It'd be it's found SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, Amazon Music. Amazon has came for us, and we like yes, Jeff Bezos. We like to be in on your company, and hopefully get that sweet, sweet ad revenue because we almost hitting a thousand streams alone on Spotify. Nice. So, to those that are listening, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to what. Three minutes of me fucking up to finally get um, clear coherent. Thank you. Thank you for listening us 
to us bicker to each other back and forth. But we're Appreciate like, it. But we're like family. We bicker like family. <laughs> we love like family. And at times, because Ray is the one who's not into horror, we strap him in a chair like a clockwork orange, keep his eyes open, put eye drops in his eyes to keep him open so he can watch the gore-filled, horror-filled movies that we're about to talk about on this list. <laughs> Got you, bitch. Um... Honorable mention just right off the bat, Elvira, Mistress of Darkness. She introduced me to a level of horror, B-movie horror, that, well, obviously because of her, because I mean, like, goddamn. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm, she can still get it. And she got a Netflix special every Sunday throughout the month of we're dubbing Spooktober. So, yeah, I'm going to watch it. Huh? Her and, uh, who's the other one? Um, it was a dude. Oh, so, uh, oh, Joe Bob, Joe Bob Briggs? Yep. Joe Bob, yeah. On Shudder. Yeah, he does have his thing on Shudder. Like, oh, he came back. It's pretty great. But then uh, I was like, mm, your humor's still a little dated. It's fine. Yep, and he has Danny McBride and um, David Gordon Green and I think Jason Blum on his premiere episode and they're going to be watching the 2018 Halloween it came out in 2018 oh nice 18 yeah okay I was right yes I still got it I'm pretty sure movie release dates I hope I got it <clears throat> if I don't you can find yeah. me on Twitter and Instagram simply a Desi's Oh, is it 2019? Now I've got to Google it. It's fine. Just just, just tweet at me, Des, you got it wrong. And I'm just going to ignore it like I ignore everybody else's uh, tweets to me. It's a give and pull, people. You tweet at me, I tweet at you. The only per- <laughs> It was 2018. Yes! The only response I got was... I'm. This is one tangent I'm going to do. So, kind of funny, was having beef with them amongst themselves about the McGriddle and the Egg McMuffin. I was like, you can't shit on the McGriddle, because it's the best. Egg McMuffin is for old people. All right? And I'm well aware I'm almost 40 in like five years, but still. Egg McMuffins are for old people. All right? I said it, and if you're over the age of 40 listening to this podcast, don't stop listening to us. All right? This is just me being a dumbass. Okay, and there's over 125 episodes of this of me of, of podcast episodes being dumb, me being a dumbass. I'm just adding an extra episode to it. Anyway, on the further on this tangent, I tweeted, "Y'all got some problems. The McGriddle is the best." They started a March Madness type bracket, and the overall fucking winner is McDonald's fries. The Nuggets. Got beaten by the fucking French fries. I said, "That's it. I'm going to Wendy's." Wendy's liked in my fucking tweet because they know what's up. McDonald's, you were trash. Kind of funny at the moment. You're on my shit list over the McGriddle situation and every ten thousand people who voted for fucking French fries. You, I was going to do an insult that I was not going to pull away from. 
Mm-hmm. I will pat myself on the back because I almost went there. I'll just say this. Mm-hmm. You're trash like the fucking ice cream machines at McDonald's. That's all you 10,000 of you people. And that's the fat jack. Horror movies. Now, it has been I have mentioned numerous of times on this podcast that I'm not big on the horror. But when I am, it is very specific, and I it has to have re, one rewatch for me rewatchability, and two is it good enough for me to actually own on DVD, Blu-ray, or in my case, in the '90s, recorded it on the VHS, to which I cannot find said VHS no more. Find out which movie is that later on. Um... But I feel Benin is the more horror aficionado than all of us. Because, oh boy, in our Nerds Against the World heydays, the amount of good, bad movies that she has listed off, I expect, okay. I expect the biggest list of all time for this one. Yeah, my list sort of went out. It just it went out of control. Cause so, here's the thing. I mean, obviously, the past year and a half, notwithstanding, but every year, thousands of movies are released around the globe. Just thousands. So, with the over hundreds of years of cinema. There's just so many fucking movies. There's so many fucking movies out there. Um, some great ones, some not so great ones, and some that are just so bad they're great. So to just like try and limit myself to be like, oh yeah, here's like ten must-watch movies. It it was impossible. It was it it was it was impossible. So, my list got very big. And when you say very big, uh, where, where give me a ballpark. Uh, uh. Right, I, I think we I think we're hitting over the twenties on this one. What do you think? Yeah, like thirty. Fucking it. we all right. Look, <laughs> this is the one time I'm at the pool. Break. All right, I'm gonna. I'm gonna now, get... okay. So there are some that I like. I I switched around and pushed to like the top ten. Okay. But I definitely have a fuck ton of overflow that I can be like, look, I can't talk too much about these, but like, bam, 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 bam. Okay. Like, what is like? I totally do that. Okay. What is like ten that you think you can at least like go? These are the so if you guys want me to like split these up over like Spooktober, absolutely can do. Okay, so right. like this is gonna be the first time we ever did this on the podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> the, there's there's just a lot throughout the rest of Spooktober. We'll dedicate an end section of the podcast. Benita's corner movies you should watch. Benita's best bad movies. Okay. <laughs> I'm putting it on the fucking um, Google sheet. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Benny's good bad movies. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I think we got a new segment. Yeah. I, I, That's we, what I was. We got a new segment. Mhm. Mhm. And I think I I think um we should also put um, you should put where to find these movies. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, I'm not gonna be able to get it. So, like, I I guess I could Google it real quick for the oh, no, no, like, no. top but, ones I have so far. But like, it's uh, fine. <laughs> this list will probably grow each episode anyway, so it's fine. Because there's just there's so many out there, people. There's so many. That was my yep. that, that was my jump scare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh, okay. My well, I'm absolutely ready to start off with the 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 top ten that I kept shuffling around, being like, "Hey, do this like." There was much shuffling. So this is like the best of the best. In terms, of, just in terms of you, the best of the best. Or this is. I mean, yeah, like these are ones like I think people should watch. Like, um, Tolerable. show some love, love at, give them cool. Some might be ones you guys know. Some might be like under the radar. Like, oh, I never knew this one, but like. I think these are just good ones to watch because uh, quite a few of these I stumbled across uh, with the wonders of basic cable. Um, and so nowadays I think it's a lot harder to kind of stumble across those things because not too many people have one cable anymore or two basic ca- Like my two TVs aren't even hooked up to basic cable. They're all like internet connected. Um so like you can't just randomly discover new shit anymore, you know. Well, not unless you so not unless you're on um you're on a streaming service and you're just going through it like. Uh, yeah, but the streaming services are still tailored to like your watch history. Where they're like, oh, because you watched this, we think you'll like this. Well, or I'm, like here's our TV show that's just on our platform give it a go because I, since i have four siblings on my shit well no sir excuse me three i don't have a fourth brother i don't have a third brother <laughs> I mean, Ooh, thank goodness i don't have more than just the three i have Woo! i would have definitely kathy baits one of them um what i was trying to say i know one is as into horror as much as you are and He's mainly on my Amazon Prime, so I, there is like a couple of like a couple of movies that will pop up, or there would be some ones that I've seen in the '90s, and I just be like, "Hello there, I need to watch this." So, one of those movies, Thirteen Ghost, recently watched that. Which one? The 2000s one with Tony Shalhoub. Okay. And Matthew Lillard. It holds up. It still holds up. But let's go with your number one. Such a peak 
90s movie and I also love that the same year that one came out like House on Haunted Hill also came out so it was like a Vincent Price like remake renaissance and they were both just so peak 90s like so over the top wonderfulness and the cinematography Um, in both of those movies just wow Um, but anywho, if you want me to go first, I can go through, uh, my movies. These are not ranked. I don't really do rankings, um, cause I can just, I can't really pick a favorite cause I just love too many things. Um, so we're just going to go in random weird order. Uh, but starting off, um, I recommend... Red State, which some people might not even know about, but I feel like it is um, one of Kevin Smith's more underrated movies, uh, because it was sort of when he started, like, stepping out of, like, the Clerks-type comedy stuff, trying to do new things. So this came out in 2001, and it is um, based on a bit like the um, David Koresh compound, the, uh, what the hell was that, Waco compound yeah. thing? The Waco, so Texas, like, um, the Waco, Texas. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of about these, these teens um, that unfortunately get like, hoodwinked into going to this uh this compound which ends up being like the home of a fanatical cult um and it is it is just bonkers it's one i kind of qualify as horror like some people might not qualify but i think it does fall in the horror because one a lot of fucking horrible things happen in the film but also just i think fanaticism itself is uh pretty horrific um side note go watch midnight mass because that was a great tv show um look who's awake (laughs) midnight mass one of the best pieces of tv i ever watched so good like we could put a pin on this like come back to it later talk about but shit it was so good it was just it was so beautiful did you cry i did oh my god like that's one caveat to anybody out there you are gonna need like a cuddle buddy for when you finish it because you're just you're gonna need something to hug um roll coley for mr fantastic he would be great. Um, that's a good one. Uh, but yeah, so I don't want to give too much away about Red State. I don't want to give too much away about any of these movies because I feel like it's best to go in like yeah. as unprepared as possible. But like, definitely give Red State a try. I don't know what it's streaming on, but you can Google it and find out. Um, and then next, we're going... Old school 
this is a classic horror movie, and it is called Cat People. Uh, this one came out in 1942. So yeah, very classic movie. But it's... Um, an, uh, all I'll say is it's an interesting take on... Like the werewolf phenomenon, like werewolf movies in general. Um, and it's just a fun, spooky, atmospheric type type movie. Um, obviously in the 40s it's going to be uh, very dated, but I still think it is very enjoyable. Um, and yeah, I just kind of love movies that do uh, something new with like previous types of films and tropes and and whatnot. So definitely give cat people a look-see. Um, the next one, I'm 100% being like, you have to watch this movie because I love it so much. And it's the original Haunting. Um, you guys may obviously be aware of The Haunting of Hill House, uh, which was based on the book. But if you want to see one that is more true to the original story, you're going to want to watch The Haunting, which I think came out in 1961. Hold on, let me. Oh, uh, okay. Because I thought you turned when you said the haunting. I thought you was talking about the one with Liam Neeson and uh. Fuck no! Fuck no! No. That's why I said the original. Um, please ignore that one from 1999 because it's it's so bad. It's just it's so bad. I like it though. If you like it, that's fine. But just to me, that's how you do a remake wrong. Like, they fucked everything up. Like, nothing was right in that movie. Like, just if you take it based on, like, the book or the original movie, which was 1963 when it released. But, like, so again, it's going to be a little bit dated, but for the time, it was something new. It's one of those movies that doesn't show you its sound effects are amazing and so it's just that kind of movie that forces you to use your imagination so you're like what the fuck is that and then you're like wait is this real is this fake like it just it's a mind fuck of a movie that just makes you question um what's real plus i just love movies that make you rely on your imagination versus showing you because i feel like people's imaginations can conjure up so many worse things. Um, so, fantastic one. Definitely, definitely watch it. Uh, it's one of my favorite favorite horror movies ever. Um, and then the next one is going to be uh, a bit random. I don't know too many people who've seen it, uh, but it's Triangle. Uh, it came out late 2000s. Um, the what again? And it's in Triangle. It has, um... Oh, fuck, what's his name? I call him Baby Hemsworth, because he's the Baby Hemsworth brother. Liam. Thank you. Um, so he's in it. And this one, again, yeah, it's like another mindfuck movie. So it's about a group of friends that get stranded um, in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle obviously and uh 
come across a cruise liner that is abandoned. Except maybe it's not as abandoned as everybody thinks. Because there is um, someone prowling around. And it's just a... It's another fun what-the-fuck movie. It's, like, low-budgety, but it's still, like, I think very well done, very well acted. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think it's a it's a good one to give a go. Okay. Uh, this was another one. I hadn't thought about it in a while, but I was like, oh, this one's still... It's really good, and it's, like came out in 2001 but it's frailty which stars matthew mcconaughey and the late great bill paxton um also the late great powers booth wait did powers booth die or is he still alive he he passed away yeah um and so this one is a murder mystery type thing where like matthew mcconaughey goes in to talk to this FBI agent played by Powers Booth and like kind of has to relay this story of his life and how he came up to it so then it like kind of goes into the the past um and it's just about these boys that are being raised by Bill Paxton and then Bill Paxton uh gets a vision from God that says there are demons on planet earth and he has been selected to help murder them. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Or maybe tell you that these demons are disguised as humans. So it's sort of like, um, you know, one of those like, ooh, is this true or is he crazy? Which I always love those kinds of movies. Um, and it's a solid, solid movie with a solid, solid cast. And, again, fanaticism. Religious fanaticism and all that fun jazz. So, moving on. Next is one if you guys love... Um, almost like... Uh, I don't want to say mockumentary, but it is very much kind of like a mockumentary. I think um, <laughs> and it's called Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. And it's just such a beautiful send-up of horror movies. I, um, excuse me real quick. Very, I, I legit thought you were going to say, what we do in the shadows. I mean, that one's great too, but that one's a comedy. It's not, it's not really a horror movie. Yeah. Um, and then I was very tempted to do Cabin in the Woods, but I feel like a lot of people already know Cabin in the Woods, a lot of people already seen it, people love it. There's not too many people, I feel, that are talking about Behind the Mask, Rise of Wesley Vernon. Um, and so it's basically about these, this group of documentarians that in this world, serial killers are real, um... And so, like, Michael and Jason and all that are, like, real. And so, like, Leslie Vernon is trying to make his mark as a serial killer. And so these these documentarians are filming him, following him along while he's, like, telling all his, his secrets and stuff like that. And so, like, it's just, it's a wonderful send-up of slasher movies in general. 
uh, with some great fucking cameos thrown in. So, but it's still got like scares and humor. And so I fucking love it. It's a great time to definitely give it a watch. Um, so my next two movies, I'm cheating a little bit because I'm going to say you should watch the OG and the remake. Um, because they're both great. Please don't say what. Um, what? No, I'm, 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 you know, I'm thinking out loud. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so the first one is Invasion of the Body Snatchers. So definitely recommend you watch the first one, which came out in the 1950s. Um, and so it kind of has that, like, Cold War McCarthyism, like, paranoia in it. And then the other one you should watch is the one that came out in the 70s, which stars um, uh, Donald Sutherland. And it's uh, fucking horrifying. It's so scary. And it, oh, Leonard Nimoy is also in it. Um, and it's, again, just that creepy horror of, like, the unknown. Like, is this person really the person I'm speaking to? Or is it, like a fucking pod person you know um do absolutely ignore the nicole kidman remake that came out i don't know how many years ago that one was also not great but like the two ogs um the one from the 50s and the one from the 70s because uh you know sometimes remakes can be good you can do remakes right and this one did it right and i think surpasses the original but the original is still good in its own right uh same with motherfucking blob blob that came out in the 1950s and the remake that came out in the 1980s because number one the remake that came out in the 1980s uh used a lot of really good practical effects yeah. uh but also was genuinely terrifying to me at least as a child, I think it still holds up because, I mean, it's pretty hard, I think, to make uh, Jello seem scary, but they did. Um, and then the original is fantastic because it's Steve McQueen's first movie oh. he ever did. And they offered him, like, a smaller paycheck, but with, like, I think it was, like, 15 or 20% of the box office profits. Mm -hmm. And he chose a higher paycheck because he believed wholeheartedly that this movie was so terrible that nobody would ever want to fucking see it. And then it became like a box office smash. <laughs> and he missed out on so much fucking money. That sounds like, I want to say Derek Schroeder, former Laker Derek Schroeder. If I got his first name wrong, I don't care. They was going to offer him for four years, $80 million. He said, no, I'm worth more than that. The Celtics, oh, fuck. the Celtics, I, if I remember correctly, one year, $20 million. He shot himself in the foot. I'm like, fuck, bruh. Just... Wow, even so you're making the same you would have made in one fucking year, but without the guaranteed paycheck of another three years. What a dumbass. Okay, that's 
So, Stephen wow. hey, yo, Stephen Queen ain't the only one who missed out on the paycheck. So, um, I mean, obviously, the first one from the 1950s, not going to be as scary, but mm-hmm. for nostalgia's sake, it's pretty great. Plus, the big iconic scene from the movie is the blob, like, coming out of a movie theater while people are running out screaming. And so that movie theater they filmed it at, every year they have, like, the blob fest. So they let, like, people recreate that scene and they go running and screaming out of the movie theater. So obviously sometime when there's not a deadly pandemic going on, I want to go there for blob fest. It's 2021. I'll say uh, 2030 you'll be able to do that. Yeah, it's as long as the planet hasn't burst into flames. Um, we may never know. But, alright. Next one, I think, also another great classic. It's the Monster Squad. Oh, um, good pick. Again, came out in the 80s. I still think it's great. It's got the chills. It's another lovely send-up of horror movies. But they have all the classic Marvel monsters in there. So there's fucking Dracula. There's the werewolf. There's the mummy. The creature from the Black Lagoon. Like, you got Dracula's brides. Um, and of course we have uh, the iconic line of kick him in the nards. Um, he's like, wolfman don't have nards. And then he's like, wolfman has nards. It's just... Fucking love it. It's great. Watch it. It's wonderful. And you know who got their first writing credit on that movie? <laughs> Shane Black. Uh, uh-huh. He wrote Monster Squad. Oh, and I forgot Frankenstein was in it. Frankenstein's in it, too. Like, just, it's great. It's great. It's wonderful. Um, And then my last movie is another one I feel does not get talked about enough and it really should because it is another just fun interesting take on the zombie uh, trope and it's called Pontypool and it takes place all in one location but it's about this like disc jockey kind of like um Howard Stern-esque or Joe Rogan-esque where, you know, they're like douchebags um, and that's their big claim to fame is like, they're just like loudmouth douchebags. Um, But like, it's as he's on the air, they start getting these reports of like weird shit that's happening and people like going crazy and it's just... Again, it takes place in this one station, so there's not too much you see, but it's more just that building horror of, like, them, like, explaining shit, so then your brain is filling in the blanks and imagining what horrors it is, but also then trying to figure out exactly what is spreading and how it's spreading, and it's just, it's a wonderful new take on zombie tropes. That's all I'm going to say. As well as just fucking watch it because it's a great time. Okay. And those are my. Those are my ten. Do you have any honorable mentions? Yeah, that's like the other like twenty plus on this 
list. Yeah, and we, we already gave you a, a, a ending. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're going to do those on other. going to be so many honorable mentions. Okay. Benny's Corner coming soon. Okay. Uh, next, next episode. Well, next episode <laughs> is the final episode of What If, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> When but you, hit us with the other stuff, Des. You did your homework. You deserve a gold star and a McDonald's ice cream. Yes. I'll take some fries, too. Fuck them fries. Uh, but before we get to Ray, before we get to mine, Ray, is there any on Benita's list that you may want to check out? I don't think so. I mean, I genuinely think maybe I think you would like Pontypool, but I also think you would like Monster Squad, and maybe even the Behind the Mask Lizzie Vernon one. Uh, But like, also if you don't watch slasher movies, then like a lot of those tropes might not be as funny. Definitely don't watch um, slasher movies. But uh, my friends were talking about Monster Squad the other day. And it was like talk talking about these kids, these little kids taking on all these monsters. And I mm-hmm. like do it back at them saying I'm like, What if these monsters just mind their own business? These kids just come around, terrorize them <laughs> and harass them and kill them. Like like the story the the main lesson from the story is that humans are the real monsters. That these kids are the real monsters going around killing these monsters. They're just living their lives. I mean, to be fair. The monsters do start start that shit first. Um, but do they deserve to die for starting that shit? Uh, not all of them, and that's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Because I won't spoil it. Because there's just a lot of good shit, and I think you should watch it. Cause I think you will like it. But you can also, like, we can just discuss what you did and didn't like about it if you ever watch it. <laughs> Which is going to be so one, you... one big-ass TV That's all I'm going to say is I sip my margarita. As soon as we got to Ray, that's why I did that FBI open up. He was <laughs> just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I have no faith you're going to be watching any of this shit I'm about to pick. Especially one. I'm going to start off with my honorable mentions right off the back because there's only technically two. Well, you don't have 500 million? No, I'm not like you. <laughs> um, there's just so many good movies out there. It's uh, fine. It's fine. It's uh, fine. The first one is Fright Night 1985. Um, the OG one, the year I was born, and the, t- not the 2011 one. I have the 2011 <laughs> one on here as well. Those are that's my first two honorable mentions. I like them both equally because they both um very well done. Um, I felt like the I'm not mm, god damn it I'm gonna have to say the 85 one is superior. Yes, I do. I thought the Chris two, Randon, bro. Oh. I know. And I thought the 2011 one was very serviceable. That was like the resurgence of Colin Farrell, if you think about it. Like, after his early 2000s career and just like him being in the news for not all the good reasons, 
and then he turns out a good performance from Friday Night, and then we get all these sequential indie movies he did from there. I mean, like, boom, Friday Night 2011 is right there on par. Like, it gets a B plus under the A plus that is Friday Night 85. Okay. I think that's six. Yeah. Um, and also, Anton Yoshin. Like, he, he always. Um, R.I.P., bro. Um, plus, all the good films. Um, Odd Thomas is one I was told to watch, so I'm going to definitely check that out. That's a, that's a, oh, I saw that movie. I was told to watch that one, so I'm, that's on the list of movies I need to watch. I watched that one because I read the book and I really liked the book series. Okay. And the movie is pretty solid too. Okay. Obviously, like as a book adaptation, not the best, but still pretty good. Okay, I'll check it out. Um, and number three, Trick or Treat. Wait, are these still your honorable mentions, or you're just, on the list now? It's um. Well, it starts off. Trick or Treat actually starts off the my top ten list because. Oh okay. Because. If you really sit and think about it, even I went there's a YouTube channel called uh, not good Netflix, Found Flicks, and this dude you, you you we think Benita is like the queen of horror on the level of Elvira. This dude has a fucking a whole entire wall. Yeah, no, uh, he's great. And he said, "To record, Trick or Treat is the first horror movie to actually show well." technically not show, but kids being killed in a horror movie to literally show everybody's going to get it. Not just the adults. And I actually like, and that's what actually made me flip on horror movies. Like, oh, the trope is being like, at least there's writers and directors who are finally like bucking the trend of what uh, horror movies have become up to that point and during that time around 2007. Um, but starting it all though, 1978 Halloween, I really wasn't afraid of Michael Myers. It wasn't until I was listening to the director's commentary and he was like, all those shots they showed at the end of the movie were um, like places. He was like, he, the way how he framed it, cause I'm now paraphrasing it cause it's been a minute since I watched the director's commentary those ending shots were places where he could have been at and throughout the whole movie like he's off in the distance he's there you turn your back he's gone or the iconic fucking shot Jamie Lee Curtis is in that hallway and then the silhouette of his face comes out of the fucking shadow that right there yes there's a lot of stabby stabby in the fucking movie, but just the little touches that show, like, oh, this motherfucker is just like, like he could be anywhere, and that's that's was always that always got me, and that was creepy and scary. But then also, I find faults like how all these fucking people got their doors unlocked in these homes, where he could just easy walk in. You ain't pulling that shit off in the hood. Just two, just two buck shots to the chest. Ain't no, ain't no more Michael. Number two, the 1982 horror movie by the same director, The Thing. I excellent. 
I list this as a horror murder mystery. And really, no, this movie fucked me up. <laughs> I watched it last night. And I had a horror. I had a, this is one of the first time I had a horror dream. How did you feel about the prequel? Oh my god, they all equally assholes. See, what I'm mostly pissed about the prequel is that they did shoot it with practical effects. Yes. But then the studio done fucked up and was like, mm, let's just add CGI. And then it, like... But th- what's also sucky about the pre- um, the prequel, like, this takes place at this specific time before this movie. Don't do that. Just, just... It would have been more better if they would have just made it a sequel. Said hell during the same year as opposed to set before the movie starts before the 82 movie starts but do not watch a horror movie on your phone to which it comes to that iconic scene to which I will follow Benita's lead will not spoil to which I had a bad dream and I will say this. This is how it woke me up. It was coming for me. So before I hit the door, it hit me behind my right ear. And it and then I felt my arm so when my my arm jerked, it woke I woke up. And I was in a position like I was like being stabbed from behind. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm not watching this fucking movie. I'm not watching the thing ever again before I go to sleep." I need to watch a couple of episodes of regular show or car- or something from Cartoon Network before I go to bed. So a horror movie and a couple of episodes to decompress. Because, whoo, your boy got killed in his own dreams. Speaking of dreams, do the transition. Nightmare on Elm Street. That's a great transition. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. 87. This one right here, I've never sat through the first nine, the first two Nightmare on Elm Street movies. This is the first time I actually sat through a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. The only reason why was the title, Dream Warriors. So which was like people actually fighting Freddy Krueger in their dreams. Like they have, like, and should you not, they did have powers in their dreams. Why I did not have powers in my dream going against the thing, I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess I'm weak will. Because it's science fiction and you don't have powers in science fiction. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. <laughs> it's my dreams. I should not be dying in my dream. Damn it. Anyway. Um, this is the first in the series where a good number of people lived. But also the first, the two main characters of the original Nightmare on Elm Street dies in this one. So Wes Craven was already like flip-flopping on their female lead living throughout a series. So if you watch Screen 2. I don't think he did. He only did the first one and then he came back for New Nightmare. So I don't think he had anything to do with Dream Warriors. Where is it at? Oh, thank you. Let me see that. You're correct. He did... The first one and the second one didn't do the third. 
from this from the from the IMDb I have for four, he didn't do that, but he came back for Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Where yeah, he also he did not do the second one. IMDb. He might be credited as like contributing to the characters or something, but that was directed by um, some other dude. Well, Nancy from the first movie dies in the third one. And that's bullshit. Thank Excuse me. Ooh, that was a big hiccup. Thank you. I was like, what the fuck? So, I, I feel like Night of Dream Warriors connects to Scream... My own theory in a horror episode when Jamie Kennedy was technically... In, Scream 1 and he's listening off the tropes in horror movies I always go back and look at the Nightmare on Elm Street movies and how I feel like those connect so it always so going back watching the Nightmare on Elm Street movies having that that in my head like oh okay this is what happens this is why this is happening and being a kid at the time and an asshole uncle who was 4 years older than me him being at the time when it came out scared the fucking shit out of me. Me running out of my room in my fucking underoos. Him chasing behind with his damn Freddy Krueger mask and gloves. Asshole. Excuse me. Sticking in the train of uh, actually going back in time. 1976. Carrie. This one, I'm like, this is why you don't pick on people. Yep. You, you don't know what the... She killed everybody. Like, who? I don't even, I think John Travolta is the only one who lived? No, he died. Oh, he died too? Okay. He was in the car. He was in the car with, um... With uh, what's her face? Bitch face. Um... Oh, William Cat is the one who lied because I thought it was uh, I, I keep I keep getting William Cat and John Travolta mixed up. Damn it, William. I thought no, though I thought the only one that survived was the girl that was nice to her. Everyone else died. Because didn't because didn't she had a crush on William Cat and they was both on top. They was both. It's been a minute since I've seen Carrie, but the movie the reason why the movie sticks with me so much is that when the blood, pig's blood, falls on top of Sissy Spacek. And then mm-hmm. those, her, that's her natural eye color too. And it's just her eyes. And just shit just hits the fan. He getting, I think when he got. He got, he got hit in the head with the, the pail. Yeah. Uh, as it fell. And so he got knocked out. But I don't think he was carried out. Because then she locked the doors. Um, so it was the girl that was nice to her. So the one that was the boyfriend or she was the girlfriend of the dude. I can't remember her name, but she had the curly hair, the mm-hmm. curly dark hair. Um, she was the only one to survive cause she wasn't at the prom. Uh, and she was like locked outside of the prom cause she was trying to do the nice things to get, have Carrie have her like one nice night. Um, and then it got fucked over by dipshits. Yep. Bunch of kids died. Yep. 
and traveling further back in time, 1960, Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Controversial, everybody think this is not horror, but to me, this is on. This is not like the bombastic science fiction murder mystery horror that I feel the thing is. The reason why I feel Psycho is a horror movie is you always and we do and thankfully we have law enforcement fighting people like this when you have this unassuming person and he just go, just murders people in this house in the hill and then has his mother down the basement who, who he takes up the persona of his mother and it's just like and in hearing I took a psychology class when you're in college, you have to take classes that you need to actually graduate. I'm very certain Benita and Ray understands this, but it was I took I took the easy way. I took a film psychology class, and the professor thought it was smart to show us Psycho for Halloween. And she was a former criminal psychologist, and when she was talking about this, and she said, "Really pay attention to the criminal psychologist, and remember." They're no longer on the screen. They're focusing on the main character. By this point, he is a main character. They're focusing on him. And he's just, just rallying off his, the, everything that's wrong with him. And you just see the smirk and just the, the like, the, the, I don't care what I've done. It wasn't me. It was my mother. Just that evil grin looking directly at the screen while this doctor is talking about it. Like, there is no him. It's just mother. Like, his mother took over his mind. I'm just like, that is fucking horror. That is fucking scary. And knowing that there are actually fucking people out here like that, it's, it's blending. It's just blending the edges. So that's one. That's, um, we're at... Oh, we're speeding through. Um, this one, Ray is not going to give two fucks, but I know Bia is going to like it. I put the Fear Street trilogy on my top ten. Nice. The only modern, <laughs> well, second modern, one of two modern movies, horror movies, that's on this list. So, Fear Street trilogy, I actually liked it. Um, took me a minute to to like the main kids and the main actress. Well, I like the actress, just her character. It's just like, I get it. Why are you angry? Why are you angry about the town? Let's let's, let's dial it down to a nine. Let's save let's save your girlfriend. Let's save your brother. And save the town. Let's, let's dial it to a nine. Let's dial it down to a seven. Because you being at a hundred, it's not helping anyone. It's like you got fucked up at the end of the first movie. Like, like I would have been mad at my brother. I'm fighting for my life, and he's just downstairs with music blast, waiting for pizza. He finally comes upstairs. You okay? I got my ass by a possessed person. Doesn't look like I'm okay. That would be me. I, I, I mean, again, like mm-hmm. the music was music was blaring. Oh yeah, bro. I still like if you hear <laughs> over uh, under the music. You you gotta check it out. I'll be like, I'm just just a good. 
But uh, I do have some problems with it, though. Like, I feel like some characters should just been killed off too quickly. But I get it. I get why they did what they had to do. And I'm not going to sway those, those, um, what, ha- what happens to certain characters. It's just, uh, and it's great seeing Jillian Jacobs doing something besides, like, I haven't seen her do comedy. I have not seen her do drama. So seeing her doing this was like, wow, you have a range. And she's the voice of, um, Adam Eve on Invincible for H, for, uh, Amazon Invincible. So fucking awesome. Now this one, I, I, I can't wait to get Benita's reaction on this one. Jason X. Oh, that is like a borderline good bad one. I mean, it's not scary in any way, shape, or form. But to see him murder somebody with a sleeping bag in space by swinging it back and forth between two trees is just fucking hysterical i am trying to kill a robot like motherfucker it's a robot like i will counter that and be like if you guys watch jason x you gotta make it a double feature because you gotta watch jason x and then you gotta watch motherfucking leprechaun in space like <laughs> wait, go wait, fucking wait. all out leprechaun in space. in space yeah leprechaun in space they fucking made it it's a real thing Oh my fucking god. It's a real fucking thing. Just. <laughs> oh. I mean, side note, would totally recommend you guys watch the first Leprechaun movie because I believe that was also Jennifer Aniston's very first film role. Um, also, it's like baby Jennifer Aniston, so it was before her nose drop. Wow. It was pretty funny. Oh, did you know Rooney Mara um, was in a horror movie as well? Yeah, she was in the uh, Nightmare uh, remake. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. Well, I guess you got to start somewhere first. Yeah. Like Matthew McConaughey. I mean, she did a solid solid job in that. And I mean, that movie wasn't like terrible mm. but also wasn't like me yeah a movie that's not yeah. something to transition to that me it's not me it's not great it's in between it the tv miniseries mm. i think the only thing for me obviously this is for me i still love this miniseries because it's <laughs> a child terrified the shit out of me but i think the only thing that holds up in that film is tim tim curry yes because he's just so terrifying as pennywise that (laughs) my brother could probably hear me from his room from where i'm at i don't care i don't care it was like a good maybe i want to say two years before he can be able at night Put his feet on the floor to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because Tim Curry scared the fuck out of him in as, when he played Pennywise. I was more like, huh? 
I, I don't know. I, I seriously don't know. I would say being scared by your fucking uncle probably scared me out of being scared of horror movies. I think I th- yeah. I think that probably desensitized me somewhat, so I can just be like, ah, I don't like certain things in horror movies. Like I wasn't really all that scared. The only thing that really did get me that when they was um, when they was riding the bike and there was both of them together, and just Pennywise was right on their ass, and they was just like trying to get in the house. That one was like this, like, oh, I was like, oh, shit, he's coming after you in daylight. You're not even safe outside in the daylight. Yeah. That, that was the only time that I, ever, I, I was ever freaked out watching um, it, the 96. I mean, that opening scene is still pretty terrifying to me with Georgie. Uh, but I also remember just that scene with Beverly in the blood in the sink where like her dad couldn't see anything and he's like smearing the blood everywhere and he's just like what are you talking about and i'm just like ew no ew no ew we're we're talking about the 90s one right yes okay just making sure because i did not because you know it happens in both of them true and i didn't put the 20 i didn't put the um the 2019 version on on here because it it was good I liked it I do own it it's just it was okay to me it was okay I thought it chapter 2 was okay um, but it was uh, <clears throat> but it was great seeing Jessica Chastain we know she did horror already before I never Yeah, but didn't the blood scene happen in the first? Yeah. It was it chapter one. Chapter one. But that her scene in chapter two. I remember my friend. You know what? Chris ain't here. You know what? Sorry, Christian. He gonna say I didn't jump. This motherfucker jumped when that old lady came out of that kitchen. <laughs> I'm playing out there. I mean she was she was really gross. Oh yeah, he was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "Like, did you just jump?" He's like, "No, I didn't. I, you just jumped. I heard oh shit too, dude." <laughs> like, okay. But um, speaking of it, I did put the twenty seven. That is my last one. I put it chapter one, well, part one. Oh, no, that's not technically that's not the last one. Ah, fuck it. Um, yeah, it twenty seventeen. Um, speaking of things that you don't normally see in horror movie, seeing Georgie getting his arm bit the fuck off at the start of the movie, that one was kind of jarring, and well acted by the little kid too. Like I was like I was not expecting. I was expecting like the nineties version. It was implied. You just see the blood going into. Into the um, the sewer drain, and that was it. No, 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 no. You see Pennywise jaw unhinged, bite Georgie's arm off. Georgie try to get away, getting dragged under. I was like, huh. Most people was freaking. I remember specifically. I was in a theater. 
one of the few times I ever paid for a movie ticket to go see a horror movie. Out of this list, actually, no, I saw Trick or Treat for free at Comic Con. So technically, Fright Night 2011 will be the only will be, be next to it. 2017 will be the only two movies on my list that I actually paid to um, the go in theaters to watch. Um, but everybody was was freaked out. I was the only one in the theater going, "Huh, that's new." All right, I'm in. Let's go. Let's see. And then Andy Muschietti. I I I might not like Ezra Miller as the Flash, but I'm 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 anticipating more of your movies based off of this one. It's like fuck. Like you even got Stephen King praising your movie, praising this it movie because I'm I'm pretty sure he's like this was a better adaptation of his movie, of his book for this movie. Than the 90s version. Even though the 90s version is very beloved. But yeah. So Ray, I got one for you. That I think you might like. I put it on this list specifically. 2001 Bones. Featuring, starring Snoop Doggy Dog. You, you might like it. I watched it before. Back in the day. Um. Yeah, it was okay. I think it was okay. I need to watch it again. The, isn't he like this guy that haunts his house, and the people go in the house and he kills all of them? So the basic premise of Bones, he isn't one of the characters in there. Is his daughter? Yeah. So he was like mistake. He was like wrongfully murdered. Yes. And he's getting revenge on all the people that uh, played him. Oh, yeah. Love to see it. Gotta see it. Got people. Gotta see it. It's just a fun time. It is a fun time. I thought it was a fun time. Yeah. Spooky fun times for Spooktober. I was... Okay, Benita. Out of everything on my list... So that I'll go down there again. Trick or Treat, mm-hmm. Halloween, The Thing, Jason X, Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors, It TV miniseries, It 2017, Bones, Carrie, Psycho, Fear Street, and Fright Night 85 and 2011. Out of the 10, which three would you feel is beneficial for our listeners to watch? Ooh, um, The Thing for sure. Um, because I personally feel like that is, um, John Carpenter's best movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel like <sighs> Trick or Treat is a good one too, because I feel like that's also one that does like the anthology movies right because Mm -hmm. so many anthology type movies like this one are very hit or miss like you can tell that each story is a little disjointed um and kind of done with different directors and stuff like that so this one is one that feels very like natural because all of the stories eventually link up back together um which I think was really great. Um, 
And then... Honestly, I'm going to go with this one just because it's just fucking dumb fun. It's so stupid. But Jason X, because again, if you're going to do Jason X, you got to do that double feature with Leprechaun in space. Like, woo! Go for the batshit crazy space murder. Okay, so, Medina's picks based off my movies. The Thing, Trick or Treat, Jason X, and Leprechaun in space. Just my little caveat. Just a caveat. I think we kicking off Spooktober very nicely. Mm-hmm. And remember, people, the four tenets of Halloween. Always give out candy to trick-or-treaters. Always wear your costume. Never extinguish the flame of a jack-o'-lantern before midnight. And remember, as always, respect the dead. What about not having sex on Halloween, too? Also, if you're a virgin, do not light the black flame candle. And if you are also a virgin, you go. If you're a virgin, you will live. But if you had sex, you will die. So, so before we leave, can we talk about midnight mass? Oh, oh my God! Yes, can we? I haven't watched it. God damn it! <sighs> well, we could talk about it. Well. Spoil on that because we're good at that. Unlike some of the first thing. Oh yeah, okay. Well, excuse me for watching the movies that I have on my list. Okay. And the one that Benita hates, The Haunting. I, I'm sorry, I just like it. Owen Wilson getting. I mean, not Owen Wilson. Yeah, Owen Wilson getting. No, it was. It was Owen Wilson. Getting his head lopped off by uh, by a stone tiger. Stone lion. Lion. Yeah, stone lion. It's just... Alright, I. if we're finished, yep. if we're finished with the video game portion on next week's episode, I promise you and Bray have full car blanche to Midnight Mass. Scouts on. Okay. Handshaking on it. No, it's 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 a it's a guarantee. It's 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 a guarantee. And I'm not gonna forget. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna forget. Yeah. Um. Let's okay. give let's give one more good screen before we get out of here. So I guess we should say, I just would like one question before we do that. Yeah. Um. So Ray, as a Non horror movie fan, what horror movie would you recommend people watch? Can it be a TV show? <laughs> it can also be a TV show. Yeah, I highly recommend watching Midnight Mass. Yeah, it's a it's a wonderfully <laughs> told story. Um, let me recommend also um, what other movie? Um, Get Out and Us. They're great okay. movies. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They put the genre on top of his head, make, makes it more refreshing and nice to watch. Um, I also enjoyed It, um, parts one and two. Um, what uh, what else I enjoyed? Um, shoot. It's on top of my head. Uh, the Mist uh, TV show, I enjoyed. <gasps> oh. Oh. And the I movie. 
I was sad that it was canceled after one season. I thought it was very interesting that the uh, mess takes shape of your worst fear. Um, and people interpret it differently. I love that. Um, and I love that in the movie where, like, um, he was about to, like, kill himself. He already killed his boy, the two old people. And then the army comes and just... <gasps> he's, like, saving that... day. Okay, so that, like, just side little tangent here. I generally like things to have a mostly happy ending, but there's times where I'm like, you know what? Like, a bummer of an ending, if it fits, I'm cool with it. And that's one of those movies where, like, the ending absolutely destroys me, but I'm also like, this fucking fits. Like, I feel like it's a great mm-hmm. ending, but it's also, like, such a fucking bummer. <laughs> oh. um, I, it's something else that people need to watch is... Um... The Haunting of Bly Manor. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, haunt, uh, I need to watch Haunting on Hill House. I need to get back to that. Um, but Haunting on Bly Manor and Midnight Mass was created by the same person. Please do yourselves a favor watch that. Um, and he also did Dr. Sleep. Which is pretty decent. He, he did that movie? He, he did Dr. Sleep. What's his name? Uh, Mike Flanagan. There we go. Mike Flanagan. I love Doctor Sleep. Also, Doctor Sleep was a great movie, even though I don't consider it a horror for the most part. Um, I just loved how it like extended the lore of the uh, The Shining and actually put a name to what the book. Well, he puts a name to it. Call it calls it The Shining, and it's actually a power that you can work on and be good at. And it's like I love how they. Um, extended, yeah, extended the lore, and it had like a new hero to take his place after the end of the movie. It's it's, it's wonderful. I wish Stephen King writes a third book for it. Um, and just makes I, Mike Flanagan make all of his movies because he does such a good job. And oh my gosh, Mike Flanagan's game, Gerald's game. Oh, oh my gosh, I do not ever want to watch that one. <laughs> <laughs> so far, only Andy Muschietti and Mike Flanagan are the only two that actually did Stephen King write. So, Mike Flanagan, I think he's a genius. If you think he did that right, um, Desmond, I will employ you to go watch his original works, such as uh, Midnight Mass and um, Haunting on Blind Manor. Haunting on Hill House is an adaption. I see. I see. It's still great. I've seen Hill House. I, if you, if anyone followed me on Twitter and well, only raised on my Facebook, I went through those whole episodes, bitching and moaning about. <laughs> the adults, the adult side of the of the show, because I'm like, mm. I wish I felt the wrong person died on that show. I seriously felt the wrong person died on that show, but it was What's the point. But it was it was I really liked it. I will get the Blind Manor and I will get the Midnight Mass. Um, another show, but also like okay, okay, but Hush, like Oculus. Even Ouija Origin of Evil, like those are all Mike Flanagan. Like, do not watch the OG Ouija movie because it's it's terrible. It's like a your basic like boring ass run of the mill horror. But like Ouija Origin of Evil, he elevates it. You also do not even need to watch the first one to understand the second one. But yeah, like fucking Hush and Oculus, like just oh, he's just I love him. I, I think, love him. I think my I think my okay. brother I think my brother owns Oculus. Okay, the last one I'm going to say is, um, hopefully you're familiar with it, Tales from the Crypt presents 
Demon Knight. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. That was on my fucking list. I had Tales of the Crypt. I can scratch it out now. I can scratch it out. I had Tales of the Crypt. I had Tales of the Crypt in general on my list. Because it was just. It, it was one of those other shows that the Crypt Keeper helped me not be scared anymore. Especially when you have him on Sunday nights on HBO and on Saturday mornings on ABC. And that's it for me. That's all I'm going to recommend. That one's just... my Okay, so my favorite scene in that movie is when Billy Zane is, like, trying to tempt, you know, the people to, like, let him in or whatever. Like... Um, and he like opens this trap door and he's talking to like CCH Pounder's character um, and he comes up with this tray of her arm because her arm had gotten cut off and he's like I can give you your arm back if you want and she's just looking at him and she like holds up her like uh, fucking stump of an arm and he's like oh you want the deal and she's like no that's me giving you the middle finger <laughs> it's <laughs> And that's oh. why she's the voice of Amanda Waller. Oh, yeah. I just, oh, I fucking love, oh, I love her so much. I love her so much. Such a great and movie. That, and that's it for me. Good fucking choices, bro. We, ha- we, we got the zombie. I mean, everyone had good choices. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I oh. hope you guys oh. uh, are jotting these down. Oh, one more. One more. <gasps> Dawn of the Dead. Ooh, which one? Yeah, which one? Jack, Zack Snyder's. Because I did not watch the original one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let it slide. I'm going to let it slide. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to let it slide. It's fine. We still love you, bro. We still love you. I don't need y'all love. <laughs> And with that, have a spooky good night.